0: This episode of the Multi Orgasmic Mama is brought to you by the Sensually Embodied Women Collective. Are you ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on intimacy and connection, and feel confident and sexy in your body? Then join us in our sparkly and supportive group of other like minded mamas and women all around the world breaking the taboos around sex and motherhood and sex and the sacred stepping into their authentic sensual and sexual expression and having the most mind-blowing sex of their lives join us at tillystorm.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman Hi, I'm Tilly Storm, a holistic sex and jaded coach and tantric sex teacher, all around pleasure and prosperity advocate. If you're ready to take your sex life to the next level with my programs and offerings, meet me over at TillyStorm.com. pod mamas. Welcome back to the multi-orgasmic mama podcast. It's Tilly Storm. And today I am sharing with you all about sex after hysterectomy or menopause during this, mm, I'm Basically doing a little series in November on life transitions, uh, which I feel is super, super important. And I hope this will serve all of you out there who have experienced a hysterectomy or are going through or have gone through menopause or are scheduled for a hysterectomy. I've had several women over the past month reach out to me asking How in the world can I feel supported and heal and integrate after having a hysterectomy? So it's like, okay, I think I got the hint now universe. Thank you. I need to make a podcast about this. All right. Well, before I dive into the content for today, I just want to celebrate with you that we are almost three years of this podcast. I started it December 5th or 7th. I honestly can't remember if it was December 5th or 7th, but it was 2017. So wow. Holy crapola. I can't even, I can't even fathom. Uh, like I go, I don't, I cannot even listen to that first podcast because it was so terrible, (laughs) but it was all about just, you know, progress, not perfection, just getting it out there, getting this content to you all and not worrying about how terrible the audio quality was or (laughs) All of those logistical things. Anyway, other super exciting news is that I wrote a book. Oh my goodness. I actually wrote a book (laughs) y'all. yes, it's something I knew would eventually be born, but now it's a reality. And it's for those of you women who want to understand deeper, some of the concepts that I discuss on this podcast, like why you feel the way that you feel sexually, um, you know, the four reasons that it is difficult for women to connect with pleasure and to prioritize it. And the exact four, Things that you got to do to reclaim your pleasure and get your spark back in your life again. And my book is called The Ignite Your Desire E Guide. It's over 40 pages of goodness, and you can get it at www.tilliestorm.com forward slash e guide. Also, this year, we're doing something super special for the holidays and our podcast anniversary. We've put together and sourced some amazing, sexy gift baskets, holiday baskets that you can go order at my online shop at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shop. Well, we've got two options for the gift baskets this year. The first one is a jade egg basket that includes obviously hundred percent knee fright jade egg my uh ignite your desire e guide the jade egg starter guide uh waterfall incense burner with incense fizzy bath bombs candles a journal with 10 writing prompts from me all sorts of yummy stuff for a special woman out there or for yourself And there's also an obsidian Shakti wand gift basket for those of you that already have a jade egg, cause many of you have already bought jade eggs for me. Uh, but I highly, highly recommend a obsidian Shakti wand. Uh, that's really luscious and beautiful, uh, that are glass still do, but I love the Shakti wands. They're a little more pricey because they are uh, a stone, and not glass, but they are so luscious and yum. Uh, this one comes with the obsidian Shakti wand, my Eud, bath bombs, scented candles, lavender tea, and massage oil, a journal, and writing prompts for me as well. And you can check all of that out at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shop. And as long as you order before the 7th of December, you are guaranteed for pre-holiday delivery. And because it is the three-year podcast anniversary (laughs) this month, we are celebrating by giving away one of those baskets to a random winner who rates and reviews the podcast on iTunes between now and December 7th, 2020. All you have to do to enter the giveaway. Uh, for either the jade egg or obsidian Shakti one basket is to screenshot your review on iTunes. Sometimes it takes a couple hours for it to actually post on iTunes. Uh, So just be aware of that. If you go put the review on it and you are wondering, okay, well, where do I find the thing? (laughs) You have to wait a couple hours is what the solution has been in the past for me. So just wait a couple hours, screenshot your review and email it to us at Lacey at the multi That's L-A-C-E-Y at the multi mama mama is spelled M-A-M-A.com. And you'll get double points for the giveaway. If you share an episode or talk about the multi orgasmic mama podcast on Instagram, and you tag me at Tilly dot storm. Okay. So literally all you got to do is rate five-star rate, please. Five-star rate. <laughs> If you're not going to five-star rate and review my podcast, then you probably shouldn't be entering the giveaway. So please five-star rate it and review it. Um, And then go uh, take that screenshot, email it to me. And if you want double points, so I'll put your name in the hat twice. If you go talk about the podcast and how it's impacted your life, or just share an episode um, on your Instagram stories or timeline and tag me at Tilly.storm. So get your iTunes reviews in hot mamas and start talking about the podcast on your Instagram accounts. All right, enough of that. Now for the topic of the day, (laughs) sex after hysterectomy or menopause. All right. So this month is also going to be a lot about how to navigate life transitions, as I said. Uh, So I'll also be doing one on sex after a baby and sex after a divorce or breakup. So last month, as I was telling y'all, I heard from so many women, I was just like, okay, gotta do a, uh, a episode on this topic. All right. The first thing to know is that hysterectomy doesn't just impact your physical health and your sexuality, but it deeply affects how you relate to your body, your sexuality and your emotions about your body and your sexuality, which is what no one ever talks about, sadly, uh, but surely. So after all, you know, you lose some of your organs that for a lot of women make women feel like they are women, right? Not every woman, uh, feels like a deep loss or sense of grief after losing, uh, you know, these parts of her body, but a lot of women do, they feel like part of their womanhood is gone or missing, um after having a hysterectomy so how you heal from the surgery can depend a lot on your physical health, any pre existing conditions that you had before the surgery, uh, your emotional health, and the type of hysterectomy that you had or that you're going to have. Uh, there's four different types of hysterectomies, actually, and they, you know, just kind of depends on what organs got removed as to how your body might react to things. And as a proponent of holistic medicine, Sadly, I see many doctors cutting into women and performing hysterectomies that are completely unnecessary, and this makes me so freaking sad. As many of y'all know, uh, I birthed my kids naturally, the first one I had at home unassisted on purpose. Uh, I free birthed my first child when I was 23 years old, and my second one was a premature. He's born at 34 and a half weeks, and I birthed him naturally in a hospital um so I have always been a big proponent of holistic alternatives uh, versus pharmaceuticals and surgery and in my opinion pharmaceuticals and surgery nothing wrong with them but they should be the absolute last option on the table but I know not everyone feels that way and not everyone responds to holistic treatments so for those of you who are going through with a hysterectomy anyway uh, and who are going to choose to do that? No judgment. I, I believe that everyone should have a choice in what they do with their body. Um, uh, but this is for those of you who are going to go through with it, uh, or who have to go through with it. So I highly recommend that you get informed, that you do your research, that you do your homework before even agreeing to such a surgery, that you get second opinion, third opinion. Um, I was a doula and a midwife apprentice for seven years before I became a sex coach, so I am all about informed consent and exhausting all holistic options first. Uh, but if you decide to go through with it and this is the course you need to take, uh, please get yourself informed and know what to expect as you recover. Ask your doctor questions and do not apologize. Oh my God. Take as much time as you need, sweetheart, to ask all the questions you need. Tons of questions and don't be afraid to, you know, go find another doctor <laughs> and get another opinion. Uh, if you don't feel like the one you're seeing is being honest with you or is only giving you one-sided information, uh, this is because knowledge is power and understanding your body, what your body is going through and really feeling like you're coming from an empowered. Choice instead of this is happening to me, Uh, this is going to support your healing and integration. And it's going to be far, far, far less of, um, you know, a psychological impact if you go through this surgery with an empowered choice to do so. Uh, All right. So there are several different types of hysterectomies, right? There is the removal of the womb, the cervix. Uh, That's a total hysterectomy. This is the most common one that's done. Then there's a subtotal hysterectomy, uh, where the main body of the womb is removed, but the cervix is in place. And then there is a different type of total hysterectomy where your womb, your cervix, your fallopian tubes, and your ovaries are removed. And then there is a radical hysterectomy where even more stuff is removed. So this could uh, include parts of the vagina, uh, the ovaries, the lymph glands, and some fatty tissue around there as well. And there are three different ways that hysterectomies can be performed. Uh, there's a, uh, lap, how do you even say it, (laughs) laparoscopic hysterectomy, Uh, there's vaginal hysterectomy and abdominal hysterectomy. And those are just, you know, different ways that the surgeon can remove and go about removing any of those organs. Uh, But regardless of which type of hysterectomy you're having and how it's performed, there are physical changes, obviously, that are going to occur after the surgery. So if you've had your ovaries removed, you'll go through what we call surgical menopause immediately after the operation. And it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 23 years old and going through this. So um, if one or both of your ovaries are left intact, well, there's still a chance that you can experience menopause. And it's usually within about five years of the hysterectomy. Uh, So if you experience a surgical menopause after the removal um you likely you will be offered a hormone replacement therapy treatment, which is great for a lot of women um, and not for others, so you never really know till you try. Uh, if your ovaries are not removed, you will still ovulate, which means you will still have hormone production, but you won't have a period. And of course, well, you can't get pregnant after you've had a hysterectomy. So that's one wonderful thing to not have to worry about if you don't want to get pregnant. All right. So the great thing about hysterectomies is that if you have suffered uh, with endometriosis or fibroids before, or you've experienced lots and lots of pain and issues in this area, well, after the surgery, that's all going to be gone. So yay for you. (laughs) But that doesn't mean, uh, that you won't go through a period of loss or grief or anything like that. Uh, Or it, and it also doesn't mean that you're just going to bounce back immediately and that sex is going to be the same after you have the surgery. Um, It's just like having a baby. you know, sometimes it takes women shorter or longer periods of time to get their desire back and to feel good in their body. Again, Um, you know, some women it's really quick others. It takes a long time. It just varies. So if you're fine, not having sex, you're fine focusing on, you know, other ways to connect and self-pleasure, uh, then more power to you. Amazing. (laughs) It's this only becomes an issue if you think it's an issue. So you can totally focus on connecting with other things like your sensuality. Um, I did a podcast on sensuality versus sexuality and how it's not all about sex. It's just about feeling like a sensual woman. And this can be, you know, during your healing time, your recovery, you can really focus on your sensuality as opposed to sexuality. Uh, you can focus on connecting with your sexual energy, uh, learning to have different types of orgasmic experiences that don't involve your clitoris. (laughs) Like we only tend to think of orgasmic experiences as like, um, you know, a clitoral based friction based orgasmic experience, but that is not comprehensive of women's different and varying experiences of orgasmic pleasure. You can have energy and full body orgasms and it has nothing to do with your clitoris being touched. So (laughs) you can focus on that and play with that instead. Uh, Or you can just focus on strengthening your connection and your communication if you have a partner until you feel ready uh, for any type of penetrative sex again. So however, If you are struggling to reconnect with your body or you have those feelings of sadness or grief, just know that it really is completely okay. You are not alone in that. Uh, It's okay to feel like you've lost a huge part of yourself or even your identity. I know that if this were to happen to me, I would, I would be completely beside myself. Like this would, I would have to go to therapy for probably a year or two. Because this is not something that I would probably bounce back easily from. So, you know, just know that it's totally fine if it's, you know, like if it feels like a huge, overwhelming, devastating loss for you. On the other hand, there are women that will feel completely neutral or feel a sense of huge relief after having uh, a hysterectomy or going through menopause. It all just depends on the woman and there's nothing wrong with anyone's response or reaction to such a life transition. Okay. Now, in another episode of this podcast, I discussed the difference between libido, desire, and arousal. And with women that go through hysterectomies or menopause, libido um, is is something that a lot of women struggle with, right? Libido being your biological, your hormonal makeup, and whether or not your body actually has the ability to create the hormones that spark desire inside of you. And for most women, however, a lack of sexual desire or what most women say, a lack of libido, it really does have nothing to do with libido. It has nothing to do with your hormones. This, however, is what most women believe is wrong because this is what modern medicine teaches about and it's what we actually understand on a much more scientific and pharmaceutical level. Most women experience a lack of desire, not libido, which is desire, okay? It's the emotional, the spiritual component, how you relate to your sexuality, all the things leading up to sex that... Uh, a lot of you don't get that make you feel desire. Uh, So stress, for example, is a number one killer of desire, not libido. Okay. So for most women that experience a hysterectomy, a lack of libido or the hormonal fluctuations is something uh, that you might experience, but it is absolutely not inevitable. It's not like, Oh God, if you have one, you're totally going to not want sex ever again. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. Uh, there, some of the reasons that this might happen are because you have lower levels of hormones like estrogen and testosterone uh, before, during, and after menopause or you might experience pharmaceutical side effects depending on what your doctor is giving you. But with time and treatment, your libido may increase or get back to normal. And if it doesn't, then I would highly suggest researching alternative medicines and healing options, and maybe even discussing with your doctor uh, if the hormonal replacement therapy is right for you or not, or at least getting your hormones checked to figure out where you're at. So some women may experience a lack of desire after the surgery for an extended time due to the emotional and spiritual aspects of the healing process itself. So I want you to be really clear about, okay, if this is you and you're going through this, is it because my hormones are messed up? Is that actually the case? Or Is it that I am not dealing with the deeper, more unconscious aspects of this whole process. Maybe I never allowed myself to grieve. Maybe I never allowed myself to feel my sadness. Maybe I just haven't actually reconnected with my new body uh, without these organs. So over time, uh, your desire will probably come back just like most women's desire comes back after having a baby. But if it doesn't, that's because there's something deeper going on for you that needs to be looked at and witnessed and healed. All right, now how do you care for your sexuality after a hysterectomy or going through menopause? Well, connecting with your body through uh, intentional self pleasure and jade egg practices can really, really support the healing process and to help you integrate all this just happen to your body. All right. As you hear me talk about all the time, the JDEG practice is amazing for connecting with your body. Uh, but as it relates to peri or postmenopausal women, it's amazing because it can help increase blood flow and wetness in your vagina. It can help prevent vaginal dryness that many women experience in menopause. And it can also help you balance your hormones. Mmm. Amazing, huh? Well, in the Dallas jdeg pr- tradition, also, it's important to note that the way that they view and look at menopause is very, very, very different than uh, our Western American society. Okay. Uh, most of us in America get taught that when we go through menopause, our sex life is over, that our sexuality is over at a certain age. And in Asian countries, they find that women there suffer way less from menopausal symptoms. And, you know, there's a lot of scientists that have wondered if it's just the narrative that they tell themselves that makes it a more uh, better experience for women there than it does over here in America, because over there and because of, you know, the Dallas teachings that they consider Menopause is a second spring, that it's a time for your body to stop focusing on procreation and being a giver and a mother and doing all the things. And it's all about being able to take that energy back to yourself, being able to use it for your goals and for your creativity and to really bring out your life's work and to leave the legacy that you're here to leave. So, one thing that is super cool about the Dallas tradition as well is that even if you don't have these organs, like your womb, your ovaries, your cervix, or any of that, um, you can always connect energetically with the energy of the organ, that there is an energetic imprint of that organ in your body, even if it has been removed. So this means that you can still connect with these parts of you, even if they're not inside of you any longer. And this understanding can help you Again, to feel whole, like nothing was ever taken or gone, that there's nothing wrong with you, there's nothing wrong with your body. You still have this imprint inside of you, and this can really support your healing and integration to think of it that way. So, if you have had a hysterectomy or plan to get one, I would highly suggest doing a sort of healing ritual, uh, either solo or with some really close girlfriends that will want to help support you, uh, through this process. I am a big, big, big fan of ritual. And this is such a big life transition that it's, um, ac- absolutely, you know, called for or a ritual is called for. So ritual is all about setting an intention. It's all about creating space, uh, intentional space for you to move through something. And ritual is super cool because it speaks to the primal and the unconscious brain, and this is why it's powerful and you know things that speak to the primal brain are, uh, they really support you in your healing journey and fast track you into healing more than any other thing. Because when you work on primal brain, unconscious brain level, you are literally reprogramming your entire system. Okay. If something is off in your unconscious primal brain, it doesn't matter how much mindset work you do. It doesn't matter how much you tell yourself you're going to be fine. If your unconscious doesn't believe it, it's not going to land for you. So you might be telling yourself all these nice things all day long about your experience going through menopause or hysterectomy. But if you don't feel that way, if you don't feel it in your body is real, it's because your unconscious brain doesn't agree. All right. But when you do ritual, it helps to symbolize and speak to your primal brain that you can um, go through this transition in an empowering way. So some of the things that I would focus on on a ritual like this are letting go and releasing any thoughts, feelings, and emotions related to your womb uh, or to the hysterectomy itself or to menopause. I would focus on loving and celebrating your womb or any other organs that you really want to connect with when you had them. Uh, Celebrate them for any good that they've brought. Maybe if you had children, uh, if you birthed babies through your womb, (laughs) maybe giving some love and celebration to the things that they have been through. Another thing that I would focus on is embodying a new and empowered sexuality with your new body. So, what can you embody? Who can you embody to really uh, feel yourself as whole in this body? So, you could connect with goddess energies, you could connect with um, earth elements, anything and i would also focus on healing and recovering all layers and levels of your body mind and spirit so not just primal and unconscious brain but also intentionally uh you know writing affirmations on your wall telling yourself great things so that you're working on all levels okay again like i said the the nice things we tell ourselves aren't going to land if the unconscious doesn't believe it to be true but if you've worked on the unconscious, then it becomes really important to use those affirmations and to say nice things to yourself because then they can actually land and they feel true and real inside. All right. So if you do a ritual, just know it doesn't have to be like a big thing. It doesn't have to be a party or a big ordeal. Uh, what makes it powerful is that intention. So some intentions that you might want to use are things like My intention is to release my womb back to the earth, or my intention is to let go of any old pain or blockages and embrace my new body and my sexuality. And one other part of ritual uh, that you can focus on is incorporating any stories, symbols, or myths into your ritual. Uh, and you can do that by doing things like burning up what you no longer need inside of yourself, really connecting with the fire element and doing fire breath. Uh, you could connect with story, symbol, and myth by burying something like literally that symbolizes what you are letting go of and releasing. Um, and you could focus on incorporating these things by doing a healing womb practice, um, or really by working with womb energy and installing, um, maybe even like a chakra point in your womb. (laughs) So I know we've only heard of the seven chakras, but sometimes I think that for women, we have more than that (laughs) because we do have a womb. Uh, one thing that you can do is to visualize a diamond in your womb and feeling that diamond light and energy shining on you and healing you, uh, in your womb space. So you can create whatever sort of ritual you wish, but do it and see how powerful and effective it can be for helping you integrate and heal uh, through a hysterectomy or through uh, menopause. Alrighty, hot mamas. So I hope you feel so supported in how to care for yourself and heal and integrate after uh, this major life transition. And don't forget to go download the ignite your desire e-guide at www.tillystorm.com forward slash e-guide and place your order for either the jade egg or the obsidian Shakti one holiday gift baskets by December 7th, 2020 at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shop. And don't forget to enter the three-year podcast anniversary holiday gift basket giveaway by December 7th as well by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes for this podcast, then screenshotting your review and emailing it into Lacey at themultiorgasmicmama.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y at themultiorgasmicmama, spelled M-A-M-A dot com. All right, my loves. See you all next week. Bye-bye.